Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. A chance for a big kick. Will be Moses, will it be Gutherson? Gutherson decides to run Moses to Russell! 19 years of age at home and a hat-trick in the first half. So both teams getting through their opening sets after the break. Will Smith, who captained Parramatta in round 25 last year. The kick is taken on the ball by Philip Sami. Philip Sami, has he got a cape on underneath that jersey? He can fly. Sami Airlines. Sami Airlines, a three past 11 here on Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. And uh, joining us uh, from SEN in Sydney, uh, the voice of Rugby League, the man you just heard there, Andrew Voss. What a call and what a game, Vossy. Uh, good morning. Yeah, still in the studio this morning. I was really impressed with the first round of football. One, one it's great to have uh, Rugby League back and we've got the NRLW underway. I know there's no Warriors side competing this year, but to have three games as well as the eight NRL games. It really makes for a big, well, from Thursday night on, your, your, your schedule's sorted. Uh, and I thought the quality of rugby league for a first round, I mean, there were some bludges. I mean, last night, Bulldogs, uh, Cowboys put me to sleep, but I think on the main, there was some pretty good footy played. There was some really good footy played, mate. And maybe from some uh, some teams we didn't expect. I mean, we rewind to Thursday, and you looked at the, some of the, the, the uh, names that the Panthers had lost in the off-season, the mm. likes of Momorowski, of course, uh, Capewell as well, um, and of course, no Nathan Cleary. I mean, I was all over Manly in that game. I thought, Surely Manly will come out of the blocks and, and, and beat the Panthers here, but they weren't even close. Can we not talk about tips? I mean, seriously, <laughs> I, got, I got two. Yes, I was on the Manly bandwagon, and, and it was as much around Trebojevic in, Tom, mm. Nathan Cleary out. And, you know, I was just thinking just on those star players, but you know, Manly were lucky to get the try before half time. I mean, that was totally against the run of play. That um, Penrith, total control, real statement, like there was an aura. With Penrith, and I, you know what, I, I actually thought this when I went out and interviewed them this year for the fan, like this is weeks and weeks before the start of the season, that I thought there was a, with the success of last year come a, a newfound maturity as well. The players were sort of even more professional than what you expect from the team. Like they know they're good, Penrith, mm. and um, and they carried that onto the field. So forget trial form, they got beaten 36 nil. 36-0 they got beaten by Parramatta in the trials. And then they come out first round and they tick just about every box. It was a very, very good start to the season from a defending Premier. Yeah, it was. Uh, and and it looks like more more trouble brewing for the team they beat in the grand final. It's all gone um, uh, from bad to worse for the Rabbitohs, hasn't it? I mean, Anthony Milford was supposed to come in and fill the, the Reynolds gap. But, of course, um, he couldn't uh, keep his stuff together off the field. He's in all sorts of trouble. So he hasn't happened. They've had to go to youngsters. They've had a coaching change. They should have put away a Broncos side that was going to be without Adam Reynolds and they played really poorly. Oh, look, last year, South Sydney scored more points and more tries than they've done in any one of the seasons. And they, they, they came, they were there on 
the first year, 1908. So they only missed a couple of seasons along the way. For a Rabbitohs side, like that's even, to me, that's an even bigger shock than the scoreline, even though the, the, the scoreline, uh, or, you know, the Broncos win surprised me. If you had told me before the game, Rabbitohs only going to score one try against Brisbane, I would have said, you, you know, you're, you're, you're crazy. Mm. Um, but South scored just the one try against the Brisbane defence, which dead set has been hopeless for a couple of seasons and was still very questionable, I thought, in the pre-season trials. I, I wasn't exactly seeing a great deal of improvement, but I saw a lot of effort the other night. I see great, great potential with Brisbane. Now that Katoni Staggs is back fit, they've got this young Selwyn Cobbo out on the right wing who is just a beautiful mover. Um, there's some things happening there. Uh, for, for the Broncos, if they can get it right and Adams Reynolds comes in. But for South Sydney, you're right. Of the teams who lost the first week, and an old coach told me, well, they all win one, lose one early. But I'm most concerned about the Rabbitohs. They just didn't look didn't look a happy side. Um, and, and, you know, that's just my first observation of South Sydney in that game. Lost both their trials and then beaten by Brisbane round one. Um, new coach, the post-Bennett era, has never been good at any other club. Might be the same at South's. Might be. Uh, if Adam Reynolds is fit round two, um, mm-hmm. Billy Walters, Albert Kelly, who, who, who disappears? <sighs> Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? They Look, they both played well, Walters and Kelly, maybe because Reynolds is, well, at South Sydney, you know, a right-side player that you'll keep Walters on the left. Um, that That's maybe the way you go, half-back for half-back and keep your 5'8", your 5'8". Uh, and we saw on the bench the other night, Brisbane carried Tyrone Roberts. While well, he didn't get a lot of game time, maybe you know, Kelly's the player relegated and he... he plays a bench role of some kind, and Roberts uh, drops out of the 17. Anyway, that's a good problem to have. Brisbane haven't had that problem around their halves last season. They used a 1,000 different half 5-8 combinations, kept changing. This one, they're doing it to boost it with the return of the man they've named as captain for the new season. Yeah, and uh, we saw also on Friday, of course, the Raiders get up over the Sharks, uh, which is which has got to be good for Ricky because obviously, you know, uh, there are wags that obviously have input now into oh, yeah. uh, into the team he should be picking. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and, and, yeah. and, and it uh, just goes to show that uh, maybe Sticky does know more than the wags. Well, the tag they hate to the Raiders over the last couple of years has been the faders because mm. they have been the faders in so many matches where they've had leads and you thought, oh, no, here they go again. Like they led 18-6 and then... They lead by 12 to trail by one going into the last five minutes, but they're able to get that late try. So happy for them. But I must say, an overview of both teams in that match, plenty of room for improvement, yeah. in my opinion, Raiders and Sharks. I mean, Nico Hines has gone there because he wants to um, nail down a position and, and not just be this guy who's a utility. What do you make of him as a seven? Because I always considered him more of as a, as a fullback. Mm. I like, I, look, I'm, I'm um, happy with... Uh, Hines to be in the halves and people will tell you does it matter whether it's seven or six they they just have to work out the responsibility between uh, Braley and Hooker yeah you need an effective spine and they need to get their hands on the ball a lot well the dummy half obviously will but they just need to sort out who's getting what when and that is Hines Moylan Kennedy so they're playing together as a trio for the first time um, in in the NRL as I said, plenty of room for improvement, but I like Hines being in the halves. I think he'll be an asset for Cronulla, and he's their goal kicker as well.
Yeah, he is, he is that. Now, uh, we speak about upsets. Boy, I think the, the Knights were paying nearly $5 to roll the Roosters. and everybody, I told you not to talk about tips. I did tell you that. I did ask that kindly. Yes. You, you did. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, Vossi. Uh, mm, another out. loser for me. <laughs> PTSD from your weekend tips. But, I mean, every Roosters fan I talked to in the lead-up to this season was telling me about how they were back. They had these great young players. Mm. They uh, they were going to be you know gunning for the minor premiership. Watch out. Uh, the Roosters were going to be there at the point. End. Uh, it certainly didn't look like that against the Knights. It was it was underwhelming, wasn't it? But I but I have more faith in the Roosters bouncing straight back than I do the Rabbitohs. I don't know why that is, but um, I'd rather praise the team that won Newcastle because um, apart from a disallowed try early to the Roosters, uh, from there on, Knights were completely on top. It's almost like. They got through the first 15, 20 minutes and then started to believe in themselves. It it really was a flicking of the switch moment. And Newcastle, right across the board, started to probably look to their left. He can play. He goes all right. Like, yeah, a newcomer. Dane Gagai back in the centres on the right side. Outstanding. Adam Clune slipped into number seven. Very impressive. Coaching of Andrew Johns has obviously had an impact at Newcastle. And uh, I, I thought a very, very good, a very controlled and accomplished performance. There weren't too many errors from Newcastle. And the fact they only conceded a try in the 77th minute, I think that would have made Coach Adam O'Brien happiest. The fact that they kept their line intact until the final three minutes of the match. Tell you who really impressed me out of that night's lineup was Bradman Best. It should be Bradman on the left. Beast. Mate, I mean, yes. how how big and good was he? You know, he just he just went great guns and uh, made every post a winner right throughout that match, regardless of who he was up against. Oh, I agree. And if you've got Caelan Ponga, it, you know, it becomes a, a simple formula, doesn't it? You've got Ponga injecting wherever he likes from fullback. If you go left, you've got Best. You know, give him early ball, he can beat a man. You go right, you've got Dane Gagai. You don't have to get fancy. Just give him early ball, see if he can beat his man one-on-one. So, yeah, there, there's, there's, that's a really good point of attack or points of attack for Newcastle to work on and with two points in the bank against one of the high flyers. Yeah, a really good solid 13 the Knights. Uh, I just look to their bench and think there's a, there's a lot of young guys, a lot of inexperience there um, but if they're lucky if they're lucky with injuries this season, I mean how far do you think they can go? Oh well look they've made the finals the last two years. I thought they, look to be perfectly frank, I thought they were lucky to make the finals last year. I think the draw favoured them but the fact is they still made it and they have done the last couple of years. If I'm Newcastle, I'm not wanting to take a backward step. I certainly don't want to go from qualifying for the finals two years to being an also-ran. So at the very least, um, the Knights to be around the same again last year, competing for a place in the finals. But I think there's a lot of them. You know, I, look, I have Canberra Sharks, sides like that, all competing for the same one or two positions. So, you know, the Dragons, I think, are going to be big improvers and, and showed it in round number one. Um, you know, so the sides like that are going to be competing for those bottom sides in the, bottom sides in the top eight. Yeah, yeah. With well, the Dragons, to be honest, I thought the Warriors might get them at just the right time because there was so much upheaval in that squad. I thought it might take take a while uh, for them to get the combinations together. But uh, you're right, the Dragons looked pretty good for a lot of yesterday. Well, you've all heard the cliche, the game of two halves. This was the game of three thirds, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, the Dragons lead 12 nil early. Um, then it's the Warriors' turn in the second third, and they got up 16-14. And in the last third of the match, it's the Dragons taking over, um, scoring the last three tries of the match. So the game of three thirds won by the Dragons. I saw promise for the Warriors. So certainly, they'd be disappointed to have conceded uh, 28 points and not to have been 
uh, you know, tough enough when the game was on the line at the finish. Um, it's not one that got away. Dragons deserve the win, but the Warriors wouldn't be, you know, uh, you know, looking for the razor blades today. I mean, uh, you know, it's a performance that they can build on. There is definitely something to work with there. Yeah, and a familiar position for them uh, already this season, two points outside of the Avossi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, over here, our back page story has the Bulldogs are in the eight, so people are getting carried away. There's street parades in Canterbury today <laughs> on the back of one win. Uh, there's a ticker tape parade, the first time they've been in the eight for five years or something at any stage. First time, and it's only one game into the season, but they'll take it. They'll take it. When you win, rub it in. You've got to learn that. You've got, got to do. You've got to learn that. You've got to learn. Uh, the, the question, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll jump and seeing that you've brought it up. I thought Dufty had a good game for them, um, and uh, Matt Burton as well seems to be finding his feet as a six at this level. But Jake Avarillo, is he a good enough halfback for Canterbury to be in a, a top eight team? Well, I'll, I'll go to um, or pass on the advice of someone like Matty Johns, a playmaker, Greg Alexander. The answer is probably no, um, that... It's probably too much pressure, not a natural halfback. So that puts more pressure on the 5'8 Burton to take control. Now, he's playing his first NRL game for a new club. And you've got to remember, he was one of the Dally M centres of the year. He didn't get too many chances at 5'8". So he's still a very much a rookie. He's a grand final winner, but he's a rookie in terms of 5'8s and playmakers in the competition. So uh, you, you would think you'd have to give Burton time to add his authority. Avarillo has to go along for the ride. Jeremy Marshall King is a is a capable player, but you wouldn't say that he's in the top bracket of number nines in the competition. You mentioned Dufty. Yeah, he's a strike weapon into their spine at fullback. But I, it was a really hard watch last night. I'm going to have to see more of the Bulldogs before I reach a conclusion on where they're actually at and how much they can improve this year because they got the points last night. I'm really happy for them, but uh, the game was a bludger with a capital B. Yeah, and you saw exactly what the Bulldogs are going to be getting next season uh, in the earlier game on Sunday with Reed Marnie running the show for the Eels. I mean, I know defensively the Eels weren't happy with what they put out there. They did manage to sneak the win against the Titans in the end, 32-28, but I mean, how good is Reed Marnie and can you believe that Para yeah. haven't found the money to keep him? Getting better and better, Reed Marnie. Uh, Bulldogs also got Viliami Kikau headed their way uh, next year, so they're, they're building up. But no, Marnie's a, a, such an important component of Parramatta and one of the reasons why they are going to be there at the business end. Um, you know, perhaps, you know, in the, in the shape of Mitchell Moses, perhaps we've already seen his best. I'm not saying he's in, on de- in decline, but I'm saying we've seen his best. Clint Gutherson, I think we've seen his best. They then have Reed Money at nine, who's getting better and better. And Dylan Brown, I want to see more of Dylan. Only the three try assists last year. I thought, again, yes, they're not putting his stamp, but I still think a player well worth investing a lot of time in, a very talented player. So if they get that all right, if Marnie and Brown continue to improve and Moses and Gutherson are now at their peaks, look out, Parramatta, it could be. 36 years since the last premiership, it just could be. It could be. You know, Sean Russell was impressive with his hat-trick before going off with that rib injury. Um, and when he went off, that meant that uh, Jake Arthur had to come on. But he mm. didn't go out wide. He ended up with his hands on the ball more than Dylan Brown. I thought that was a mistake from Brad Arthur. Yeah, Wanga Blake went out on the wing. Yeah, well, I suppose coaches have to come up with things on the run. If you think about it, uh, and I said during the call, I mean, Russell scored down Micah Sivo's wing. Now, Sivo's going to be out until June. Um, I haven't heard confirmation yet where there is actual fractured ribs for Russell, but these are all things that you have to contend with that, you know, if Nia Kore comes back in the side, we saw him last year 
do very well as a stopgap centre for Parramatta. Look, they might have to reshuffle things that way uh, come team list Tuesday tomorrow. Um, overall, Parramatta, they they were disappointed because they considered as many points as they did. I mean, there were nine tries in the first half, 5-4 uh, to the Eels, and then conceding a try after half time. But I, I think put the two points in your pocket, move on. There's far more positives and negatives about Parramatta right at this point. Yep, indeed. And that leaves us one game we haven't touched on. A lot of people's wooden spoon favourites, the Tigers, uh, and the man who's, who's, who's probably uh, leading uh, the race for the sack, if this was in the, the UK football, um, Michael Maguire, they put in a pretty good effort against the Storm, I thought. I think most people had the Storm winning this by 40. Yes, they did. Um, and over here, there's all these uh, last man standing and survivor competitions where you have to pick a lock. Uh, as in a team that's definitely going to win. And if you do that, you go on to the next week. Well, if given that the Roosters got beaten, if Melbourne had been beaten as well, pretty much everyone was voted off the island, off the Survivor Island. Um, Melbourne just showed us championship qualities because it wasn't just the fact that they weren't playing well and they found their form during the game. They did it with all that adversity. The injuries, Brandon Smith from the opening minutes, the broken hand. Jennings does his knee. He's gone for the year. Christian Welsh does his Achilles in open pasture. You know, terrible accident for, for Christian Welsh now gone for uh, four or five months. Um, to put that behind in the run of play against the Tigers side that was surging was was impressive. And it's in, it, it is one of the more incredible records in the NRL. Craig Bellamy, long-time coach of the Storm, has never lost in round number one. That's incredible. That is, and considering his career, that is insane. That is a, that is a crazy stat. Good stuff, uh, Vossi. Hey, listen, I know you've just finished a show, mate, and I know you've got things to do, so I really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on uh, to SCNZ and joining us here, mate. And um, I guess they, we'll just have to see what happens with the Storm. I think they get Harry Grant and a, and a, and a few others back for next week, but, boy, their uh, mm. depth is going to be tested this season, isn't it? Yeah, well, I hope that they haven't got the Roosters' disease from last year. You know, the Roosters were just crippled by injuries basically right from the start. They had players retire during the season. So um, let's hope that's not the case with Melbourne. There is a There was a story here yesterday saying that they are maybe wheeling and dealing with Tarek Sims to get him out of the Dragons, but um, obviously both clubs would have to come to the table on an agreement with that one. The Dragons would have to pay you know, a, a, a sum of his contract for the rest of the year. So we'll see how that one plays out. Yeah, indeed. Good stuff, Fossey. Go well, mate. Will do. Have a great week, everyone. Yep, you too. Uh, Andrew Voss there with us, the voice of Rugby League from SEN in Sydney. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.